0: Are you looking to get an edge in life but haven't been able to figure it out?
1: Welcome to 10 to Win,
0: the podcast hosted by Kevin Steidl
1: and Jason Cullum. Give us 10 minutes of your time and we'll show you how to create a winning mindset. Welcome back to 10 to Win, the podcast, the podcast focusing on how to create a winning mindset in 10 minutes. This is part two of creating a learning mindset, which we've been talking about this week. And we believe this is a cool topic because it really kind of focuses on how to study or how to learn new skills. And today we're going to throw some practical applications at you on how to potentially learn something new or gain a new skill. what do you think Kev?
0: Yeah, today we're going to discuss the tips and the tricks for effective studying or maybe exam preparation, or you know whether you're just looking to improve study habits or, or actually try to learn something new for a h- new hobby, or potentially a career change, or just a skill for your job, you know, this episode is for you. So let's just start with the tips. Number one, understand your learning style. The first step to effective studying is understanding your personal learning style. Are you a visual visual learner? Are you an auditory learner? Or do you need your hands on something? Do you, do you learn by doing? Knowing your preferred learning style can help you tailor your study techniques for maximum retention and understanding. Tip two, set goals and create a study schedule. This probably sounds very repetitive because this is almost on every Wednesday's episode, but I'm a big schedule guy. So, uh, you know, again, set goals, create a study schedule. Once you understand your learning style, it's time to set those specific goals, create that schedule. This will help you ensure that you can allocate a sufficient amount of time to cover all the material you need to know. And it helps you stay on track and avoid procrastination. Tip number three, active studying techniques. Now that you have a plan in place, it's time to actually do the study. Some effective techniques could include creating flashcards, summarizing info in your own words, teaching the material to someone else or taking practice quizzes. Um, I know for me, Jason, I, whenever, when I was in college and I had a big exam, I, w- some of my professors would have, uh, you'd have the ability to kind of write everything on a note card or like as much information as you could on a note card. I found this, what I, what would happen when I would have the opportunity to build a note card full of information is I would build the note card out and then I would rarely use it during the exam because I would remember so much of the stuff that I wrote on the note card. I found that to be such an effective tool for me that I started to build the note cards for every test that I took, even the ones that I couldn't use them for, but I would make several editions of the note card. And that's how I would learn the material in a, in a finite amount of time. And I love this teaching material to someone else. I have several businesses and one of the big things that we do when we train people is a tell show, show, tell method. So when you're working with a new employee on something, you are going to tell them what you're about to do. Then you show them what to do. Then you have them tell you what they're going to do and then they show you how to do it. And that's how we train people. And so to me, that's a version of like teaching that material to someone else. I think that's really, really important.
1: But it's, but it's all about repetition, man. And, and I'm going to hit on some of this stuff too, but I couldn't agree more. It's, it's repetition over and over and over and over. That's how it sinks into your mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My, my, last tip here is taking breaks. I, I believe it's important to take breaks during your study sessions to avoid that burnout um, and maintain focus, taking a short break every hour. So, um, can actually improve your productivity in the long run and during your breaks, stretch, go get some fresh air, meditate, read something else, you know, don't dead scroll on the phone. Don't watch Netflix, you know, things like that, where your brain is totally taking focus on something else that can hinder productivity. But if you, if you're still in the mental space, um, it can, it can really improve the productivity. So what sort of tips applications do you have for the listeners, Jason?
1: Well, before I get started on a mine, I kind of want to go over that taking a break thing. You know, every person is probably different on their concentration levels, but studies show that most people can only concentrate 15 to 20 real minutes, right? Like it's super, super difficult for someone to really be focused in for a long lecture or really be focused in for 60 plus minutes on a topic where they're going to be able to retain that information. Our minds are just almost trained to wander in different areas, you know? And if you're not taking breaks, you've literally probably just wasted 30 minutes potentially on a couch. Even though that book was in front of you, you've maybe wasted 30 minutes because your mind was not in it. It was somewhere else. Kids partying doesn't really matter. Like your mind wasn't there. So even though, oh my gosh, I'm going to take another break. You're taking another break after 30. Yeah, I'm taking another break after 30 minutes because I know that I'm just not right. Like I need to reset for 10 minutes or 15 and come back.
0: And so I'll add this in to Jason. So I, t- I teach college students and we get a lot of research emailed to us from different sources, textbook companies, and they're all making suggestions and they're out there doing research on, on how students best learn. And so there's a lot of different studies and we get academic journals and all sorts of other stuff. And what I'm reading now is that the attention spans of younger people are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And this is a lot of it's based in how they've grown up, where they've had a a more regimented schedule. And they, they've been connected to these devices and the device, the games that they're looking at and the scrolls on the, on the Instagram and the Facebook pages and all these things, they're designed for like short attention spans and it's, and it's causing the attention spans to be shorter and shorter and shorter. The reason I bring this up is for those of you that are parents listening with, small kids like Jason and I, this is a going to be a very real thing as you help your kids try to learn new things as they grow into their academics. Um, my kids have had Kindles in their hands since they were like three or four years old. And to me as a parent, there's a lot of benefit in that. I like that they're figuring out technology on their own that they are, they're playing games and puzzles and learning, you know, how to put things together and work things out on their own. I am not the anti screen time dad. I'm not the anti video game dad. I think there's a lot of benefit to those things, uh, you know, it's, you know, obviously in moderation as always, but, I think there are benefits to it, but I also do realize that down the road, it is hindering their attention span. And so, like you said, Jason, 30 minutes, that's for people in our generation, maybe one younger than ours, but that number is going to be shorter soon. And so, we need to be aware of that as we you know, try to assist others to learn too. So,
1: so I kind of want to go down very similar roads that you did, Kevin, and where you talked about time, right? Actually taking time to do these things. I very much have that written down as well. So first and foremost, the most important tip that I can give when you're going to study is to understand that 10 minutes here and five minutes there is just not enough to get it done. Now, we did just talk about attention span, right? So maybe your attention span is 20 or 30 minutes, but what I'm talking about is not taking a break after 10 minutes. What I'm talking about is you only have a totality of 10 minutes to study. That's just not gonna get it done. You really have to schedule these things out. Give yourself some time an hour or two, and then break up that hour or two into 20 or 30 minute chunks so that you have the ability to retain the information that you're talking about. Because when I study and I prepare for exams, time is a major factor. And the way that I study takes time, it's a time eater. And so if I only have 20 minutes to study a day. I'm not going to get much time, or excuse me. I'm not going to get much completed in looking over and reviewing that material. So, I want to talk about the learning pyramid, and I'm sure that you've heard about that. Most people have, right, Kevin? You've you've gone down the road of the learning period before. I keep. Saying I, I have
0: seen it before. Yeah.
1: Okay. If I can get my words right, pyramid. But it really goes over a number of different things here. Lecture, reading, audio, visual, demonstration, discussion, practice, and then teaching others. And then each one of those has a percentage of of how much you're really retaining when you do these things. So if I just read something one time, I have about a 10% chance of retaining it. If I see it one time, I have a 20% chance. Demonstrations, 30%. Discussions, 50%. Practice doing it, 75% and then teaching others is 90%. So for me, a traditional way of studying, such as highlighting sentences in a book just doesn't work for me. You know, I see so often that people pull out that textbook, they begin highlighting every sentence or every other sentence thinking that the highlighting motion itself just forged and imprinted in their brain this sentence that's gonna stick with them forever. But from my experience, if someone highlights a sentence in a book thinking they will go back and reread that highlighted sentence in the future to help them remember what it is that they read. It doesn't happen. They don't remember what the rest of the content and really what the context is regarding the rest of the area, the rest of the paragraphs, the rest Of the chapter that's around that highlighted area they don't remember it so they're reading one small section of highlighted material that really just doesn't make sense because they can't make the connection with the rest of the chapter per se so the way that i study is all about retention and kevin mentioned this um, about doing it telling it saying it you know there's a number of different ways to say to, to do this but when i retain information I do it by repetition when I study and I begin reading and then I begin writing it down. So I forgo all of my highlighting. I don't highlight any books. I take what I would highlight and then I transfer that information in handwriting on just a generic piece of white computer paper, eight and a half by 11. So I'll write that sentence down or I'll write two sentences down. So what I'm doing here is I'm reading the sentence for the first time in the book then I'm like, oh, that's good information. I then go to translate that onto the piece of paper. So I'm writing it. Well, in the process of writing it, I'm going back and reading the sentence a second time to make sure I'm getting the words right. And then I check it a third time and a fourth time. So now I've written it. I've also read that sentence or two sentences like four times in a row while I'm writing it. And then once I'm done writing it, I read it again, just to make sure it matches what the book says. So within a single sentence that I've written down, I've now looked at that information like six or seven times, uh, in order to retain it. Oh, and then by the way, if there's any other notes that I want to write about this, to jive my memory about other content and in, in what the context of the sentence is related to the other material and information within that chapter, I can write that little note next to the sentence that I wrote. So it helps me come back at a later date to really understand why I wrote it down, uh, and what the purpose was um, for, for studying. And so for me, it is all about retention, as I've mentioned a couple of times. So when I feel like I'm doing this, I'm reading it, and then I'm jumping all the way down to the bottom of the period. And I feel like I'm practicing it. Like even though I'm not standing up in front of somebody, I'm practicing it by writing it. And then I read it again, and I practice writing it, read it, practice writing it, read it. It's just boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden, Um, you know, Kevin mentioned the notes and it's like, he has note cards in front of him, but he remembers it and he doesn't even need the notes. It's very similar to, to how I feel like I retain this stuff. Does that make sense, Kevin?
0: Absolutely. I love it. And that's all we've got for today, folks. Thanks for joining us. This has been the creating a learning mindset. We will be back on Friday with an interview with Joe Goodberry, who you can find at Joe Goodberry on Twitter. Please rate and review our podcast as it helps to get more people involved in creating a winning mindset. As always, if you are impacting or influencing one person a day, it is worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to learn a winning mindset. Thanks a lot, Jason. I will see you on Friday. Thanks for taking the time to create a winning mindset Remember we'll release a new episode every Monday so be sure to start your week off right by listening to 10 to win. Please subscribe, like comment and share our podcast And remember if you're impacting or influencing one person a day, it's worth it everyone has 10 minutes to create a winning mindset
1: yeah! yeah, yeah.